Show tiempo. Jordan Carruth. What up, Alex Padilla? Well, we're coming off a Lakers victory. That's what's up, Jordan Carruth. I feel like it's uh, it's been a while since we did one of these shows, Alex. Well, I don't know. Following, uh, Lakers win on a Tuesday night. I love it. It has been a while. They broke a five-game losing streak. But the problem now is, is winning a good thing. Because this team is obviously not going to make a playoff push. So when they yeah. win, is it bad? I don't think it's that that big of a deal anymore. I think we're just kind of splitting hairs at this point. We know what this season is. We know what the season's become. And uh, maybe, just maybe, wherever the draft pick ends up, it could be sent to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. Well, a loss today would have put them in a top 10 lottery position. Uh, I don't know where they are now after the win, but um, my biggest disappointment is obviously what has transpired since, you know, the last couple weeks. But now I'm full tank mode. I am full on tank mode. Um, I'm ready to see the G League team play. I'm ready to see the South Bay Lakers become the LA Lakers. Uh, I'm ready to see Andre Ingram just run the team. He played two minutes today for, for you know, whatever. Luke Walden can't even give us that. He can't even give us an Andre Ingram 20-minute show. So I, I, it's fine that they won. I mean, the Bulls are terrible anyways. But uh, I think we're, I think Laker fans are just rooting for losses now, aren't we? I, I mean, I don't know. Did, are we are we rooting for losses? Do you feel good rooting for losses? Are, I never we, are we really root, embracing the tank that much? I never root for losses, but I would like to see the team play well and lose. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. It, it, it does. I don't think, for me, Alex, my opinion, I don't think these losses down the stretch matter. Like a couple wins down the stretch, I still think they're going to be right around the uh, win total they had last year, probably a little bit less, like we talked about last, last week. But. Yeah. Wins against Chicago, I don't think uh, people should get overly excited, but I also don't think people should be mad that they're winning games either. I just feel like all of this really doesn't matter because everything that matters is what's happening uh, with Luke Walton, uh, Rob Palinka, what's going to happen this summer. Like Every single winner lost down the stretch to me just feels like a little bit less importance because there's so many big, big decisions coming up for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean that's in the grand scheme of things, you're absolutely right. I just bring it up more of in a, in a, you know, we just finally got a, a victory. It's been a long time. They ended up playing very well in the second half, which they haven't done in a very long time. There was some like showtime moments, which is like, man, where was this stuff earlier? But I mean, obviously, this isn't the team that they thought they would be putting on the court. You know, there's so many guys missing. Obviously, it's Ball, it's Ingram who are out for the season, and it's Chandler, it's Lance. And you got guys that you didn't really think were going to be playing for the Lakers this year on the squad right now. Uh, but, yeah, there are bigger things to worry about, obviously. Um, and, and if you, I want to just quick talk about on-the-court stuff, going hand-in-hand hand with that is Luke Walton, he may not be the the head coach next season. That's That almost is beginning to look like a given for him, unfortunately. Um, Some are calling it a foregone conclusion. Right. So maybe he doesn't care about progressing younger players on this team. Maybe he really just does care about getting wins and making himself look better, Make, like showing that he kept this team afloat in massive signs of struggle. Um, you know, in a, a team that's just absolutely shredded with injuries, maybe he does care about only winning and not about developing young players because that's the only reason I could think why he's still playing Rondo 31 minutes and he's not giving – you know, Caruso more than 11 minutes. It's like, I I want to see what these guys can do 
in a lost season. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm ready to give the younger guys like Jonathan Williams and and Caruso and Wagner. I'm, I want them to get heavy minutes to see what they can do. I don't. I already know what Javel can do. I already know what Rondo could do. I don't really need to see. 31 minutes, 33 minutes from both of them. Does that make sense? Like, that's what I kind of want to see the rest of the way on the court. I know the bigger questions are off the court, but since we are coming off right off a, uh, a game, that's what I want to see. I, I'm surprised LeBron played 33 minutes tonight. Are you surprised by that? Because no, that kind of think... caught me off guard. I thought he was going to... We talk about the minutes restriction. I didn't know. I mean, no one really knows what the exact number is going to be right. night in and night out. The game will kind of dictate what it actually turns out to be. But I was surprised he played 33 tonight. Yeah, I think Luke Walton's kind of been giving it away. That's like, yeah, like I said that he was on minutes restrictions, but I also never told you guys what those are. You know, I, I think it's LeBron's on minute restrictions if the Lakers are getting blown out. I, that's the way I look at it. If the Lakers are in it, LeBron's going to play. If the Lakers are not in it, they're just not going to play LeBron James. That's the way I took it. I understand that 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 the national media ran with it, and they're like, oh, LeBron's getting shut down, basically. But he never came out and said anything like that. So I'm not surprised that he played 33 minutes. He played extremely well tonight. Um, and because they needed to come back from behind, they had a terrible first quarter. They were down by, I believe, eight. I don't know. They were down by a lot in, at halftime. And, and I just think that if they're in it, LeBron will play. If they're losing by a lot, then he won't play. Yeah, 33 minutes tonight, 36 points, 10 rebounds, gets the double-double, four assists, two steals. Um, I was, like, when you tune into these games, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I tune into them lately, like, it just feels like it's been forever since it's been Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, like, (laughs) Kyle Kuzma, all on the court at the same time. Like, every time I tune in now, I just, I'm reminded of, like, how, how long ago that feels that we actually had everyone ready to go and a win like it's good i'm glad they got the win but it just doesn't it just feel like forever yeah like this season has been so long like there's been yeah. so many things that have gone into this season christmas it's, day was was 10 years ago right right yeah. it feels like it was a decade, decade i feel ago. like lebron playing for the heat was sooner than when the lakers three and lebron played together like that's how depressing this season has turned into for sure I'm with you though. A little bit of I'm surprised Rondo played 31. I'm surprised LeBron went 33. Like they played we, really well. LeBron had a great game tonight. Like fantastic game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I like we needed it. <laughs> yeah. But we got it. Yeah, it Lakers are now 31. Take, take those stats, baby. 31 and 36. If I'm not mistaken, we both gave them this win last week in our predictions when we went schedule game by game. So they're right on track for me. I don't know, but you know, I got them. We I think we both had them winning thirty four games for the season. They and uh, at the moment thirty one and thirty six. So Jordan, you talked about the the more pressing issues off the court and what's going to happen this summer. What's the top of your mind? Where what is the biggest you know thing the Lakers have to resolve first? Well, the first thing they have to do is figure out what they're going to do with Luke Walton, and it sounds like they already have figured that out. Uh, so I was listening to Bill Oram who Mm -hmm. is, uh, he works for The Athletic, covers the Lakers, and he was on the Darren Smith Show on the Mighty 1090 in Southern California. And he went on today, and he talked about, like they talked about a bunch of things. And I thought, uh, Bill Orm's really good. Like he's Mm -hmm. someone I would look to and follow follow and trust what he says when it comes to the Lakers. And they, they they talked about a lot of things, but the main thing, like the main focus of the interview was Luke Walton. And earlier in the podcast, I mentioned 
Some are calling it a foregone conclusion. Well, Bill Oram is the one who said that. It, like this, it's a foregone conclusion that the Lakers are going to move on from Luke Walton. Whether he's the only fall guy, it seems likely that he's the only fall guy. But maybe, maybe someone else has to go down for what happened this year. But it seems like Luke Walton's going to be the guy to go. And whether you believe that he is fully to blame or just partially to blame or has no blame, which I don't know how no one has any blame, but kind of just saying foregone conclusion. And he brought up the fact that like the Lakers have been working against Luke Walton in a sense for a long time by not going out and supporting him, um, like in certain situations and is he referenced that- LeVar Ball like last year when LeVar Ball came out and said Luke Walton has already lost the locker room. Like no one came out like Magic never said anything. No one stuck up for his guy. And my my big takeaway from the interview today um, was kind of like how, how much control, how much power LeBron James has in the decision making for the next head coach of the Lakers. And what goes into that, like you know how much control he's going to have. He's obviously going to be a part of that process, but knowing that also means the fact that he's not going out and demanding that Luke Walton stays or sticking up for Luke publicly the way that other players have that LeBron LeBron's like inactivity pretty much in all in this situation is going to lead to the lead to Luke Walton leaving. Like, I don't know if, do you? I don't know. Well, you said a lot. Like we can just go like step by step because you said a lot there, and a lot of it I, I agree with. But I think the first step is the first question for me from what you just said is: Has the organization fully supported Luke Walton? And I don't know if that's particularly true because there was also a report this week that Luke begged Magic Johnson to keep uh, Brooke Lopez and keep Julius Randle, and he was basically told no. And they came out and they signed you know Javale McGee and obviously other bench players. So. Um, do I think that the organization has fully backed Luke? I think it started off really rocky. Let's not forget that Magic Johnson had that very public um, melt, not meltdown, but a bashing of Luke Walton that was basically leaked right away where Magic just cursed out Luke Walton in the beginning of the season. So let's not act like there hasn't been turmoil from the from the get-go. Um, I don't think that the organization and Luke Walton's views have lined up per se. Have they backed up Luke Walton? Publicly, they've come out and said it. Jeannie Buss has been on podcasts and say, we've done everything we can to make Luke successful. So I think publicly they're saying that, but obviously behind closed doors, we do not know the full story. And I don't think that their visions for this roster aligned. So I don't think that the front office, uh, you know, Magic and Rob, Magic particularly, has really lined up with what Luke wanted to do. So to start there, no, I don't think that the organization has backed or supported Luke the entire time. Yeah, and just not to the extent that they could, like to the extent that you need to in order to keep this guy around. Yeah. It's almost as if they're allowing him to float away from the organization. I think Luke, Luke was looking to win, to continue to build a team to win. So what I mean by that is Luke wanted a Brooke Lopez. Who's better than JaVale McGee? You know, Luke wanted Julius Randle that we've seen. He's a pretty solid player. So... Luke's vision was to let let me win. Let me keep winning. Build this roster to help me win now. Where Magic is on a basically a two-year plan, which is like this summer I got LeBron, next summer I'm going to get more, and then we will win. So let's not act like the plan wasn't that. 
I think our expectations got heightened immediately in the beginning of the season because of their success, and they were in the four seed, and they beat the Warriors on Christmas, and and then obviously we all know what happened after that. But let's not forget that the plan is is has taken a lot of wrong turns, but the plan is still that this summer that there's going to bring other people. Why I don't think Luke wanted maybe to count on that as much as Magic is counting on it. If um so if I, if that makes sense to you, Jordan, I feel like. Their vision hasn't aligned, and I just don't agree that that Magic has fully supported him because Magic has his own plan. Yeah, I don't know how Luke Walton's been put in the best position to win when everything that happened around the trade deadline happened above him, um, how that impacted the locker room. And everyone has their own opinion on how much it did actually impact the locker room, but there was some impact. Yeah, I mean, you have to come away from that situation knowing that it impacted him somehow. So is that Luke's fault? I don't think so. You bring up the... Uh, leaked conversation, let's call it, between yeah. Magic and Luke earlier the on in the season. one-way conversation. That comes out, which, I mean, again, if you think that's a big deal or whether you don't, it's still part of the story of the season between Luke and Magic Johnson. And then also there was a different part where Magic Johnson had to come out and he said, yeah, Luke's going to be our head coach for the rest of the season. And it's like, for the rest of the season, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's nothing long-term. Right. It's nothing that... The amount of work that would actually go into having to save a coach after a season like the Lakers have had, there, there's just not everyone doing it. So it, it just seems, to go back to what Bill Oram said, it's a foregone conclusion. Like, they're going to move on from right. Luke Walton. Someone has to take the blame for this. That's It's just the way it's going to come out. But my, I guess my question to you, do you think, like, if LeBron went to Magic and went to Palinka and went to Genie and said, I want Luke Walton to be the coach. I don't want him gone. Do not fire him. Do you think that would be enough to save Luke Walton's job? I think it would be a definitely a heavy, heavy, heavy um, thing that Magic Johnson would would consider because, first of all, LeBron's not going to go in and say that, so we don't have to worry about it. But if he did, I we we you know we we asked the question last week: Should the Lakers consider trading LeBron James? And, I'll, and then it blew up for the last week, like because those were conversations being had nationally. We all know the Lakers are not going to trade LeBron James, so. If LeBron did go in and tell Magic Johnson, do not fire Luke Walton, he is the guy, I do think that Magic Johnson would listen to LeBron James because he is the corner, he's the corner piece of his plan. Whether you believe in that plan or not, we all know that LeBron James is a corner piece to Magic Johnson's little like back to back summer plan, right? So yeah, why wouldn't been you Anthony Davis this summer? That's the plan. So why wouldn't the Magic listen to you know, LeBron James, who obviously on the court player, still, you know, top three player in the NBA. Like his skill is still there. It's it's actually really amazing. You know, so do you LeBron James. LeBron, do you go, feel that LeBron deserves, I don't know if blame is the right word, but do you feel that, I mean, he if you think he could save Luke's job, like then he's part of the decision-making process by not bringing him back, by not going out and doing that, right? Say that again. Like, like even if he, if by him not going out and saying, "I want Luke to stay," I don't want him to be fired. Right. Like that he's not doing that. Right. And then part of Luke being fired is the fact that LeBron didn't do it. Yeah. And he knows, like LeBron knows that he could go in and have that conversation, and whether he does or not, I, I have no idea if he's had that conversation, wants to, or whatever people expect him to do. I don't expect that conversation. I don't expect him to be going out and saying, "Do not get rid of Luke." So, I mean, is he part of? partially to blame absolutely if Luke does get fired absolutely we've seen lebron james have david blatt fired when they're in first place like it's not anything new he he kind of 
was over it in Miami with dealing with Pat Riley. So it's it's nothing new. You know, when 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 LeBron left uh Cleveland, how long did Tyron Lue last? Six games, something like that? It was it was so, six. I, I do think the whole LeBron is a coach color thing is overplayed a little bit, but it is something that follows. But him. when you have that amount of power as an NBA player that LeBron has, that no other NBA player has, LeBron James has that power in the NBA that most 99.9% of players don't have the amount of power he has, the amount of say, the amount of, you know, if that, I, I there's no other word but to say the power that he has, like, if LeBron tells Magic, hey, keep Luke, I think they're keeping Luke. If LeBron tells Magic, hey, you got to get rid of Luke, I think they're getting rid of Luke. Yeah, and, I and think I'm saying this specifically Luke, to Luke. They move on. I'm saying this specifically to Luke because I don't think LeBron James can go and if Greg Popovich was his coach, he wouldn't, he couldn't get Greg Popovich fired. You know, there's a certain level of coach that I'm talking about here because Luke isn't, Luke hasn't proven that he's that great of a coach. Unfortunately for him, he came into a rebuild, and he's never, you know, obviously he's had the two extremes, the undefeated 20-plus game winning streak with Golden State, and then the, hey, here's a rebuild 18-year-old Laker team. So we don't really, I don't really know how good of a coach Luke Walton is. It's hard to tell. So LeBron has that yeah. power. LeBron, It's tough to have a definitive takeaway from a lot of people this season, including Luke Walton, including LeBron James, including the young core, um, and I think including Palinka. So you think about who the next coach is going to be then. So we both expect them to move on from Luke Wall, and I don't think that's any, like, breaking. or not. It's obviously not breaking news, but I don't think it's a – It's everyone seems to be going that direction. Everyone seems to think it is that foregone conclusion, like we say. So who's next? Like, who's the, who's the right. head coach going to be? Right. And Oren was talking about, and I thought this was really interesting. I'm glad he brought this up, that LeBron James is going to be part of this process, right? Of course LeBron's going to be part of it. Magic Johnson's going to be a part of it. If Palinka stays, which we expect him to, but I guess his seat is warming up a little bit, as they say. Palinka, you know, is going to talk with Kobe Bryant about this as well. So if you think about it, the decision makers for the next Lakers head coach will be Palinka, Kobe, LeBron James, and Magic Johnson. How about that for a committee? Is Kobe's going to be part of the decision making now? Well, if he's he's obviously going to be talking with Palinka, no. Why? Kobe hasn't shown any interest in basketball since he retired. None. You don't think he's going to talk about it with Palenka? I do. Talk about what? What is Kobe going to come in and say? Like, oh, you should. You, He'll you have should an do opinion. This? He'll offer his expertise. He can be a consultant, the best no. gig in the world. No. What do you mean, no? You don't think they're going to talk? Of course they're going okay, to talk. Okay, well, sure, they're talk, but I don't think Palenka's reaching out to Kobe like, Kobe, what should I do here, man? I, I bet you're wrong. I bet they talk about it. No way. Kobe has shown no interest whatsoever in the Lakers specifically. Since he retired, the only time he ever showed up at Staples was when they retired. Was I believe they retired his jerseys? That was the only time he's gone since he retired. And he does the little details thing for ESPN. But dude, Kobe's got so much other stuff going on. I really dude. don't think that Rob Palinka is calling Kobe and be like, "What should I do this off season?" Kobe, I bet he wants to know his opinion on it. It's not going to take a lot of time, no matter how many scripts that Kobe's putting together. It's not going to take a lot of time for him to jump on the phone. I'm not saying he's got to get season tickets and sit courtside every single game to have an opinion on yeah. this. I'm just saying Kobe and Palinka are probably going to have a five, ten minute conversation at some point about this. 
just like the Lakers maybe should have a five or ten minute conversation about the idea of trading LeBron James. I don't know. What's the five or ten minute conversation with Kobe about? Like, what are the? I don't know. I just think it's crazy the, <laughs> that the committee would be Kobe, Palinka, Magic, and LeBron. That, that's that's amazing. You already have your you already have your your committee that like you said you already have Magic, Rob, and LeBron. That's it. You are not yeah, but it's even consulting Kobe. With Kobe in there. No, it's it's more annoying than anything for me. Like it's just like what? Rob Palinka needs to have the confidence in himself and his ability to scout and be a general manager. And I'm not, not saying he's just only going to do what Kobe says, but he'd be foolish not to at least. You kind of made it seem like he's going to rely on Kobe and, and like, what do you think? Is this cool? Should I do it? Huh? Hmm? What do you think? Huh? 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 <laughs> well, what if Kobe doesn't want like Mark Jackson, Tyron Lue, or Jason Kidd? If Kobe doesn't want him, who cares? Does right, LeBron want him? Does LeBron want him? That's what matters. And we know this. Kobe's not playing. Kobe's not going to games. Kobe's not helping practice. Unless Kobe wants to come coach LeBron, then that's something interesting. Then we're talking about some drama, some sexiness right there, Jordan. Are you? Is that what you're getting at? Is that where you're leading me? Is that what the national media is going to be talking about next week? Are they going to steal this thinking. topic from us this yep. time? That's the next story that's going to be stolen from Show Tiempo. Are the Lakers going to hire Kobe Bryant as their next head coach? Wow. We did it again. Right. Be, be honest. When you tuned into the uh, Celtics-Lakers game over the weekend on ABC and Jeff Van Gundy started talking about the idea of trading LeBron James to the Clippers, five days after the exact words came out of this podcast, yeah. what was what did you think? How fast did I text you when it happened? I texted you immediately. I was like, Jeff Van Gundy listens to Show Tiempo. Jeff Van Gundy listens to Show Tiempo. Dude, not only did he bring up the, the subject that nobody really was talking about yet, they only talked about it because he did, because he has, you know, I don't want to talk us down, but he has a little bit more clout than we do, I guess, when you're on a national broadcast. But. I would admit that, yes. But. He's, he not only did they, not only did he say, should the Lakers be having the conversation about trading LeBron James, which was your exact question. Which isn't a crazy statement. It's I don't not. know why everyone's so concerned about it's that. It's not. It's to have a conversation. It's not like, should they do it? No. Anyways, not only did he specifically say that exact question, he stole your answer. He stole your answer of, <laughs> I would love to so see the sense. Lakers trade him. But he, he like, oh, it was hilarious. He's like, oh, they got to trade him to the Clippers because you want to go out and get Kawhi Leonard and possibly Kevin Durant, and then you free up cap space. He stole... The whole bit, Jordan. The whole bit. Well, it makes sense because, all right, so the whole argument against it, what they were throwing at Van Gundy and all that was, you can't, what kind of message would you be sending the rest of the NBA if you trade away the free agent superstar that decides to sign with you? It's like, no, LeBron would have to be on board in that conversation, right? You would trade him to the Clippers. He wouldn't have to move to Milwaukee or anything like that. He would he'd stay where he is. He'd just play for the other team. I don't think it's going to happen. Obviously, it's a crazy conversation. I understand all of that. Yeah. But if LeBron was on board and he said, fine, I'll go finish off my career with the Clippers. You guys do you. Then uh, then I think Van Gundy might be onto something. Yeah, I was also like listening to an, uh, an L.A. show um, where they had a guest, and I cannot remember his name, but he's on the show Get Up, and I apologize for not remembering. Um, but he was saying you can't trade LeBron James because of the way it looks to other superstars. And he was saying, like, you know, what, how does it have to be on board? He was like, how does it look if you just sign LeBron James, it doesn't work for a year, and then you bail on the plan and you trade LeBron James? And I just want to tell the national media, you need to make up your mind. Does it matter that 
LeBron James gets traded and other superstars see and they're like, oh, they traded LeBron James. When none of those superstars, according to you national media, want to play with LeBron James. So you can't have it both ways. You can't argue the the two different arguments for, to make one point. Like, if the Lakers decided to quit on this plan of LeBron James, it's because they had the foresight to realize this isn't working. Let's do it now before it's too late, before he diminishes in age and his, his skill. Like, it's it's actually a smart thing to consider, which is all we said. I, I went extreme. I'm like, no, do it. But that's all we brought up. So for a national NBA guy to come and be like, well, it doesn't look very good. And all these young guys that look up to LeBron and all these college kids that he goes, watches, and play, what's that say about the Lakers? Uh, It says that they have the foresight to realize that a plan isn't working. So I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Like if it's not working, we're going to go fix it. That's what it shows that Magic Johnson doesn't care who you are. If it doesn't work for both sides, let's move on. That's a good thing. And again, they're not going to trade LeBron. No, they're not, which is what we're talking about. LeBron hiring his next coach, Kobe Bryant. Right. Kobe Bryant. No. (laughs) Is it going to be Lou? Is it going to be Jackson? Or is it going to be Kidd? Who would you, of the three, who would you rather have? I don't know. I'm not, I don't feel prepared for that kind of commitment. Well, if you're going to bring up, you know, firing Luke Walton, this is your topic. You, you national media honk, you know exactly what they want to hear. You tell me. I just feed them. Me and Van Gundy were on a group text. I was just feeding him the info. I'll tell you what, though. If you give me the option of Ty Lue, Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson, or Kobe Bryant, I'm taking Kobe Bryant. You're taking Kobe? Not even questioning it. Not even second thoughts, nothing, nothing. I'm taking Kobe. You want to add more drama to this franchise? I not only want to add drama, but it adds intrigue. It adds just the most appeal. I don't even care if the Lakers go to the playoffs if they have Kobe Bryant and LeBron James as Kobe is the coach of LeBron James. Are you kidding me? Who cares? Win 10 games. That's great. Kobe does not want to coach. I feel like that's the last thing he would ever want to do. According to you, he's a, he's all of a sudden a consultant. So why not just come in and coach? He's got he's got a good thing going on right now. At this point, like he should just keep doing what you're doing, Kobe. He's going to get tired of writing children's books one day and he's going to come in and he's going to he's going to teach children how to play basketball but i mean children's like fresh out of college 18 year olds mold them into champions mold them so here's this is what i'm picturing palinka just cruising the coastline all of a sudden cell phone starts going off inside the car bluetooth pops up it says hey kobe's calling and from his helicopter no okay this is palinka driving around no but kobe's calling from his helicopter oh yeah 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 sure it says kobe chopper Mm mm-hmm and Plink is like, all right, Kobe Chopper, what's up, Kobe? And he presses answer. He's like, hey, Kobe, what's going on? And Kobe and Palinka start talking, and then the uh, conversation of the next head coach of the Lakers comes up, and Kobe says, um, hey, well, here's what I think. Do you think uh, Palinka will will go very far with that? Do you, how much <laughs> do you think he will weigh that? Is it, I, I wonder how much – I wonder, A, who the Lakers are like actually targeting – in free agency right now? Like, who are they really setting their focus on? And then who are they really going to end up with? So I know Kobe I think might call... I Anthony Davis this summer still. They'll trade away this first-round pick. Yeah. They'll trade away part of the core, and Anthony Davis will be a Laker. That's my prediction. Well, Lonzo's value... to it. Lonzo's value has skyrocketed without even playing, so that's helpful. Brandon Ingram, before he got this, this gnarly shoulder injury... 
he was playing really good and and like yeah, really tough, good. And then that, who knows what's going to happen with that shoulder injury? And Kuzma's, you know, I, I I'm a big fan of Kuzma. I don't know why. I just I just think he's really good and he has the ability to be really good. But twenty one tonight. Um, I mean, they got to do something, and it, whether it's to finally go all in and get Anthony Davis, fine. But I mean, we all know these guys that are on one year deals. They're not coming back. Like we're. It didn't work. Let's move on from the meme team. You know, it accept the the L. Let's move on. Let's get an actual bench that has like some sort of chemistry, some sort of actual scores on the bench. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Are we really gonna rely on Contavious Caldwell Pope again to come in and shoot ten threes and make two of them every game? Like, let's. They got a twenty-four tonight. So I understand that. Yeah, it was the Bulls. It was whoop, whoop, big whoop. Do it against Toronto on Thursday. Um. I understand what you're saying, and I agree that the Lakers, if they really do want Anthony Davis, go all in and get him now because you can't go another year with these rumors swirling no. around. And, no, and then you lose another year of LeBron's career. And if the and kids, not a lot of those left. And if the kids really like can't, of it. if the kids really can't come around and they can't focus, and it really bothered him that much, time to go, dude. If it's really going to bother you that much, LeBron's obviously not leaving, so you guys got to go, and hopefully they get a good return. That's the only thing that they can do. But like you said, the first domino to go is Luke Walton. I think Rob's fine. Um, obviously, Magic's fine. LeBron is fine. The Orin bench did say Palinka is uh, feeling the pressure. Well, yeah, he's next. His, I told you, I said this weeks ago. If the Lakers don't make the playoffs, which they're not, Luke will be fired, which he will. If okay. the Lakers have a bad summer and a bad start, then it's Rob next. Very simple. He has it's to have a good summer. It's just different when Orem says it. I know, and it's different when Jeff Van Gundy says it. We learned here, but but hey, man, if if the nation listened to this, they would be a lot smarter five days earlier. All right, so the other things Orem said, uh, everyone's available on the roster. He didn't say LeBron's not. He said everyone's available. I don't know if he uh, just assumed LeBron's not part of that or what. But... I think we all assume that. Yeah, I know. Um overhaul obviously on the roster and that Palinka's feeling pressure for the first time so i really hope it's not answered really soon i really hope it's not for the first time i hope he's been feeling the pressure all year and realize his mistakes realize the players that he left that he let go realize that magic should not be able to overrule him on every single thing because that's my perception at least that rob do you think Palinka should be fired no not yet not yet i don't think he should be fired yet either yeah Especially if he gets Kobe Bryant to come coach the Lakers. Or at least consult with him. Now you got me excited about Kobe being a coach. I know it's not going to happen, but now I'm excited about it. You said Kobe is a coach. Uh, you are so. You have a phone call. What's the, are the Lakers on primetime on Saturday again? Oh, they're not. Ooh, Sunday against the Knicks. Maybe. Well, Thursday, the TNT game. Kevin Harlan, he might be, he might be next. Does that mean no? Weber gets game two. Weber doesn't work with Harlan. He gets Albert, right? Right. So it's probably Reggie and Kevin Harlan. Nice. Yeah. 5 p.m. Toronto Raptors. Here's a schedule until we talk to people again. At Toronto, at Detroit, at the Knicks for a 9 a.m. game Pacific time, Ugh. by the way. At the Bucks Tuesday night. So we'll come on after a four-game losing streak. Hey. That's what I'm hoping for. The Knicks are tank, tank, not going to win tank. that game. 9 a.m.? They'll be ready for it. Hopefully. Go get them, guys. <laughs> yeah. If James Dolan doesn't implode that team somehow before then. 
All right. jerk that guy is. Oh my god, he's sensitive, sensitive, that, sensitive. That video made me so angry. It was weird because I had the 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 exact opposite feeling for Russell Westbrook when I saw that video. I was like, God, what if fans probably did something really dickish? And then you saw the whole exchange between the fan and Dolan. You're like, God, Dolan's such a little jerk. Like he's just so sensitive. I don't know. It 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 made me really. I mean, I don't. I know the Nash, I know the East Coast hates James Dolan. I don't have that much exposure to him, but God, what a terrible person. He's so really like that gut under your skin that bad. Ugh. It was childish. So bad. So bad. It was childish. Well, Jordan, one well, and three Alex. or zero oh and four. By the time we talk next week, we'll see what happens. Um, but I really love your idea. I love it. Thank you for bringing it today. I did not say it. Jordan Carruth at Jordan Carruth says. Kobe Bryant will be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers.